This is the Henry's Child Podcast. Am I crazy or am I just raving? Welcome to part two of the Jace Edwards Am I Crazy or Am I Just Raving podcast. The voice of the podcast now speaks not only his mind but his history, which has been really, really great. You know, it's very captivating to sit there and listen to these guys. And I was in the room with them when they recorded. That is Andrew uh, Smith and Jace Edwards. And um, it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to kind of watch them go back and forth and talk about Rush and talk about music in general. It's just great to observe that sort of thing. Uh, really quick, uh, just as an update, we actually still do have t-shirts of the Listen Closely record cover. Those are available at Bandcamp, and the way that you get there is you type in henryschild.bandcamp.com into a browser window and click on the merch button up on top, and that will take you to all of the merch that we have for Henry's Child. So a couple things first, really quick to uh, just sort of get some logistical stuff out of the way. Uh, first off, here is the Stinger Missile sample that I went out and found. And yes, Andy was correct that the instructions on how to use this are on YouTube. So I think that Jace is, is safe from the government in that perspective. So here is a Stinger Missile being launched. And the other thing that I forgot to mention was the fact that when we were there, we were so busy. We were just, there, there was something going on all the time. And so to keep our bearings, things that are kind of a pain in, in sort of air quotes, real life become things that you really, really look forward to on tour, things like eating. So once you got together and you knew sort of the restaurant that you were going to go to, you would do things to kind of make things exciting. And so one thing that I did noticing the tremendous amount of debauchery that was going on around me, I decided to do a combat roll in the hallway of the Quality Inn in Winnemucca. And here's what that sounds like. Here, let me do a combat roll. And with those two out of the way, it is time for part two of the Jace Edwards interview. Now, what they get into in this section is mostly going to be historical stuff for Jace, but it's very, very interesting. And really more about what it takes to own and run a radio station, plus the politics that are kind of involved with it as well. So Jace tells some really great stories about moving around, and uh, Andy tells more great band stories. So I hate saying without further ado, but here's the rest of this podcast. Enjoy. Well, okay. So let's see. I want to get. I yes. want. I want to find out why you decided to leave oh, leave society and okay. get into the desert. Well, obviously you became disenchanted. Or did that come later? Because I know you dipped your toe in the corporate world for quite some time and were quite successful, just like I am right now. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, so when I was in Palm Springs, it was a uh, multi-station cluster, and it was owned by a company that owned newspapers. Newspapers were hemorrhaging money, so they were focusing on the radio radio companies to bring in that extra extra change. And they brought in this corporate programmer from Alaska. And unfortunately, I do not blend with corporate programmers. And which, which is interesting because my very next job, I became one. But um, so <laughs> I argued with this person and I said some things in ways that I shouldn't, shouldn't have because they were based on ego, not based on understanding and logic. Jace, 
Yes. Were you an asshole? Yes, I was. I was totally being a Marine. And, <laughs> and so, <laughs> to quote somebody. <laughs> Sorry. So, 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 yeah, and, and what, what, what ended up happening is, is that actually I had a diabolical f- uh, firing. So I just had the biggest monster ratings book of my life. I just beat uh, Mark and Brian and Adam Carolla. Uh, real successful book. Adam Carolla. Yeah. Oh, destroyed him. No, early, early in his career, no less, but still. It was still. actually right before he went to podcasting. Yeah. And I like to say it was because of me he went to podcasting, but that's not true. I was one of 60 affiliates that was taking him on. So whatever. But in Palm Springs, killed him. Anyways, um, I said the wrong things to the wrong person. So they come about, and on our sister station, they do this big thing where they fire the morning show, and they bring in the syndicated Steve Harvey show and all this stuff, oh. right? Oh, yeah. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why my next promotion isn't being sold, which is a Monday Night Football promotion that I wrote that was real successful for many years. And then I'm wondering why, you know, certain things for my show aren't happening. And all this happened within like a few days. And I walk in after a, after a show. I get called into the office. They waited until my producer got back from vacation. Um, and so me and Tank go in the office and they said, hey, by the way, great book. You're fired. And I said, okay, well, can I at least get copies of my ratings? And they said, yeah. And they gave me copies, copies of my ratings. I'm like, what the hell? How, why are you firing me? And then they took the morning show that they did this big show about firing on the sister station. And that was my replacement for over half the money. So in 2008, there was a mass firing in radio where if anybody made over oh, yeah. 50000 a year, oh, yeah. you were done, right? So from 08 to t- uh, 10, I was literally out of radio. I started doing MMA announcing. I started trying to write. I was writing for a, a magazine out of Manhattan called The Sound. So I was writing um, articles. And then from there, I uh, found an old friend of mine who I knew I wanted to go and become a program director at this point. I'd done morning shows. I'd done night shows. I wanted to be a PD. If so, you hate your boss, if you hate your boss, the yeah, best right? thing you can ever do in your life is become the boss. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and, so, and so what happened was, um, so what happened was is we, uh, we went ahead and I went down to New Orleans on this fact-finding mission with this guy. And we did this whole thing where uh, basically he was showing me the ropes on how to run this music scheduling program. Well, I come back a week later. He says, Jace, I can't run this station in Lafayette. Can you come down and run this station in Lafayette? And I'm like, okay. So I go down there, and now I become a, pro, uh, a, a corporate program director. You learn how to run your own radio station, essentially. Well, I, I started getting my tools for that. Indeed, indeed. In, in, in many different aspects. And, and then, um, you know, from there, we were bought. We were a Citadel station. We were bought by Cumulus. And Cumulus had this structure. They had this guy in Atlanta, and... Uh, his name was Val Garris, and Val would have this phone call each week with 60 program directors across the country, and we was one phone call, and he would literally have a book, and he would go through his book, and he would say the one fact about certain people that were on the call that he was going to talk to. Oh, Jace, you're in Lafayette, Louisiana, where they have crawfish, and you must like to, the Saints, awesome, well, great football team, and you know what I mean? And it's like you know nothing about where I'm at. Sounds like your 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 foot went too far into the corporate world. It, well, and that's the thing is that it became just, I became this automaton for right. you know in terms of for the station. But yeah. my saving grace is that the station was a trust station, which means it was actually owned by a third party that was being controlled by this entity. So when I found that out, 
I started playing by my own rules and doing my own programming. And that got you fired? Well, that didn't get me fired. The oh. station got sold. Oh, damn it. But the company <laughs> wanted to keep me, and so they moved me to Lake Charles from Lafayette. Right. I'm and, so I, and so I ran a station there for a while, and there I was like, whatever, because I was on my way out. So My, you, my you, foot was out the door before I even got in. I have to say, yeah. you sound like a professional mover. Yeah, I'm, I'm such I a can't, I can't imagine... It, well, this is weird moving. I mean, I, I I moved a lot as a child, but that that's pretty epic, man. I've and, and, and my moves are all stupid ones, like three thousand miles and four thousand. You know, so so I'm in I'm in. <laughs> Why Lafayette. does that make it stupid? Yeah. Well, I'm in Lafayette, Louisiana, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be a program director anymore. I just want to be a morning show. My original goal was to be syndicated. So, I get this I get this interview in Reno, Nevada, and I come out here, and upper management's like, yeah, we love it. We're going to syndicate your show. Come out here, show us what you can do, and we'll syndicate it. Okay. So I come out there, and I show them what I could do. Then steps in middle management. Here comes the corporate aspect. The corporate program director, who I once was, was now telling me that what I'm doing is wrong, which, of course, I know it's not because, you know, I know better than everybody else, obviously. You've mentioned Again, you've mentioned ego, ego a few times in your in your firings right. of your life. Yes. And your, your changes. You've mentioned that. Yes. yes. But, okay. Okay. So, Remembering those lessons, whatever he told me to do, I did. Oh, well, how about I that? followed instructions and hated it. I did whatever they said. Then they started piling more work on me. So I'm doing a morning show. I'm the number two morning show in Reno out of 66 stations. Um, the number one morning show was down the hall, couldn't compete. Uh, they had, they'd been the heritage show for 12 years. But I come in, and within a year, I'm number two, you know? Nice. So doing great. Fine with that. Then I am the number two afternoon show on an ESPN sports talk show. Never done sports talk in my life. And they put me on this ESPN station in Reno and say, you're going to do sports talk. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and cancel Rosillo and Cannell, and you're going to be the... Uh, and I'm like, wait a minute here, hold on. So for my first six months doing sports talk radio in Reno, I was the most hated guy. So every day I went from being a loved guy in the morning to doing being the hated guy in the afternoon. And then they said, okay, you know what? Jace, you're not doing enough, dude. Listen, we got this uh, other rock station, and our night guy's going to go on vacation, and we want you to record a show while he's on out. Now, here's the thing that I didn't mention. Within a month of me being hired into this place, they fired everybody but me and another guy for six stations. And it was me and him were the only full-timers. Everybody else beyond us was all part-time, minimal hours. So everything that happened, and I was on salary, so I couldn't complain. And I was getting paid well, so I really couldn't complain. So everything they kept throwing on me and, and pushing my show down. So finally, I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this. And I tell my wife, I'm like, you know what? I've never in my life not wanted to be in radio, but I don't want to go to work tomorrow. So I go, I go to work the next day, come back home, and she says, hey, let me, let me show you what I found. And she says, you know Winnemucca? Now, I, I've known about Winnemucca a couple of times. So Kelly, Kelly is the one. Kelly. Your yeah. lovely bride. My wife, yeah. She, uh, fa she found these stations. We're on, we're on podcast right now, so we can't. We don't have visuals, but uh, Jace, Jace has a beautiful wife. Yeah. I, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's so glad she's blind. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I want to say, though, what, yes. I, what I find interesting is, and here's, an, here's a, a, a strange tangent that I happen to know about. Mm -hmm. I, I listen to Ryan Rosillo's podcast from time to time. Mm-hmm. He's got a good part of that. Oh, he's really good, yeah. He's really good. He's really and good. And what's interesting is that he has the same story as you. It just took longer. He's no longer with ESPN. He's no, no, no yeah. longer working. He's doing, he's with The Ringer. He's doing an independent podcast, right? Right. He's in control of his own life. I mean, he's got a boss, Bill Simmons. You mean, you're, you're, yeah. but, but not, I mean, 
so much freedom. Exactly. So much freedom. He owns his own show. That's right. And, that, and that's, that's exactly what it comes down right. to. Yep. And in fact, it was kind of funny because there was this, um, my show has had many different aspects to I it. I like that you replaced him, though. I think it's interesting. <laughs> think about that. I mean, you, yeah. and then, I mean, it's just kind of a, an interesting parallel. So, so I'm, I'm in this corporate structure and I'm hating it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just to the point where I'm fed up and my wife tells me, you know, I found these two radio stations and we decide, what the hell, let's go look at it. And it was Valentine's Day. And we drove out to, out to Winnemucca uh, in northern Nevada, this little town in the middle of flipping nowhere. I know. I'm here now. Yeah. And, um, and <laughs> is that nowhere now? Yeah. yeah you're, well, I'm nowhere now. No, there is actually a nowhere Nevada. Oh, that's <laughs> there okay. There really is. Well. But, um, but so when we came out here and we looked at this place and we're thinking, okay, well, there's only three radio stations in this whole town. And I have the ability to buy two of them. Everything worked out number-wise. Uh, I don't know how, but I convinced this guy to not do a credit check and to let re- let me literally buy, uh, you know, these half a million dollar properties off of a signature. Of course, for, uh, you know, to be fair, um, for the last five years, it's been held over my head that if I miss one payment, these stations are, I'm going into litigation over these stations. Which, by the way, I must say, it was two months ago that mm-hmm. I paid him off. So you, you, own, you own your stations free and clear, Jace? No, 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 no. Oh, not oh. free and clear. Not free and clear. Okay, okay. I got another bank to pay pay off now, <laughs> but now it's like a legit bank. You we know, all, it's we, not, we, you know, I don't have to worry about flipping Guido showing up at my door going, "Hey, you know you owe Ken some money," you know. I got so, you, man. So, but anyways, so when I when I initially looked at the stations, it's a huge process to buy radio stations and to be licensed by the FCC, and they yeah, have the government do indeed. everything. They got to do pet checks, and you got to be registered, and and you have to you know get everything you do is approved. So I've got like six months before I'm taking over these stations. Oh. Okay. But I still have to do my show every single day. Oh, that's right. And I still have okay, to make I, my Okay, now paycheck. I get you. I get you. I now. still have to do this. What year is this? Thing. What year is this? This is 2016. 16, really? Yeah, 2016. Okay. So, okay. Um, and it's early 2016. Got it. And so then, uh, so now this is where it gets really just messed up. So. I'm having, I had one of my crappy, crappy days, and it was one of those ones where I had a meeting, and my bosses were just telling me that everything I was doing was wrong. And they were sitting there telling me, dude says to me, and, I, and it's like, dude, I get it. You're a consultant, and you consult people. You tell people what you think, and I just think you're wrong. But he says, yeah, you know, people don't want to hear people that are polished on the radio. They want, they want to hear people that make tons of mistakes, and, you know, they want to hear podcasters and amateurs. I'm like, really? That's what they want on the radio. You're thinking that I'm going to go up against... 65 other swinging jocks and, you know, with uh, them all blowing up their microphones with their professionalism. And I'm going to come out here and I'm going to sound like a, some, you know, some numb nuts and I'm going to beat them. They're going to have budgets and they're going to have expenses and they're going to have, you know, promotions and they're going to have swag and all this other crap. But no, you're not going to give me any of that. And I just have to come out and just be some jerkwad and boom, I'm going to beat them. Right. So anyways, you know, that's where I was at that day. And I walked out of that building and upper management. Jace, I got to talk to you, man. Yeah. Hmm. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? Jace, you're not doing your bits, man. I didn't, I didn't, he- I haven't heard you do your helium theater segment. I do, uh, I do, I, I'm heard a thespian that. and I do it as under helium. So, anyways, whatever. I act out scenes on Wait, 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 hold but on. Do, you, do your listeners on this station know helium theater? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Helium tank right there. Yeah. 
There's my helium tank. So, um, so yeah. So, Love but it. you know, so then he's like, and, and I haven't heard you do this bit, and I haven't heard you do this, and your guest, the psychic oh. Lorena, I haven't heard that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and he's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. Ask your program director and your consultant because they're telling me to stop everything I'm doing. So really, I really don't give a shit. You, you got me doing everything under the sun here. You got me on the ESPN station. You got me on this one. Dude, you know what? Whatever. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. I don't care. I'll do it however you want. And he's like, wait, no, no, no. We hired you to do radio your way because we were going to talk about syndication. We're almost to that point to talk about that. Oh, Why don't we have your show? That had to light your fire. Oh, my God. So he says, listen, Monday, I'm or no, he says... Friday is your next meeting. Yeah. Okay. I'm coming in Friday to, to butt in on it. Okay. So he walked in right as the consultant says, well, we're thinking about loosening the rope here a little bit. Right. And Mike comes in and says, I love your phrasing. Well, but they knew, they knew, they knew it was coming. No, they didn't. That was the funny thing. Because, you sure? You because, sure? Well, no, here's how, here's how this worked. He walks, he walks in sure. after hearing that phrase and he says, I think you've got it wrong. You're not here to loosen the rope on him. He's here to loosen the rope on you. I didn't hire him to do what you wanted. I hired him to do what he wanted. And you guys are holding him back. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to stop doing this, this, and this. And here are these five stations. We're talking Fresno. We're talking Tucson. We're talking, you know, all these Lotus stations. And he's like... We're talking, we're going to look at doing syndication. We're going to have a syndicated show, rock morning show from Reno, going to all these markets. I'm sitting here blown away. Oh, my God, this is it. Finally, finally, I'm going to be syndicated, right? And then? Wednesday. Following, oh. following oh. Wednesday. Okay. Following Wednesday. I get off the air. Jace, can you come down to Dane's office? Awesome, dude. I walk in, and they're like, oh, man, congratulations, you're fired. What? Oh. You're buying radio stations. And Howard, the owner of Lotus, will not have an owner working for him. The simple fact that you are now... But I'm not taking over for, at this point, four months. No, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. You're firing me for nothing. No, you're buying radio stations. And I go, I understand that. But my purpose in buying them was to put this station on one of my signals so I'd be essentially syndicating myself to another market. Right? And the other station was just going to be a cash cow that I was going to run automatically, right? Not, not allowed. Well, not allowed. The owner of Lotus does not want to have an owner working for him. There you go. So, but then they had the audacity to ask me, well, by the way, can we still play? Yeah. You know what? I have to and say. And I was like, no, dude. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. Right after they said, oh, man, we wish we could do that. By the way, you're fired. Here's your severance check. Great severance package, by the way. Thank mm. you, Howard. I, I want to say this. Uh, I have to admit. I don't think there could be two lead singers in a band. Right. Even if you're right. in Sticks, right? You got Dennis DeYoung, I mean, Tommy Shaw, and James I mean, Young. They're all great. Unless but you you're Ingve Malmsteen. <laughs> but well, then again, it's Ingve. <laughs> yeah, you know what? As much as you like to say you love guitar, you you're, you seem to occur to me as more of a lead singer than I, anything oh yeah, else. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes. But yeah, no, um, exactly. And so. For the next four months, I had to go to unemployment. Now that, of course, uh, cut my cut my uh, my money into shreds. Sure. So then it came down to all the money that I thought I was going to have to open these stations mm, was gone. Was gone. Then on top of that, now I've got to come here and I've got to do this yeah. because I'm SOL. I can't so, run them from afar now. So 2016. When's when's the when's the day you move to Winnemucca? 
you, I you took got over another, you got June thirtieth. There you go, June thirtieth. You moved here. I'm, I'm talking about you moved your your bed and Kelly, and you no, moved no, we, in. We put everything into a storage unit, and I lived. In, I lived out with miners and whores. I'm talking about I lived with brothels and miners out in Golconda in a little tiny trailer that had bullet holes in the doors and punches through almost every single wall. And it was a horrible, horrible little place with a beautiful sunset in the middle of, like, just sagebrush and lightning-struck trees. <laughs> I mean, it was it was such an amazing six months of uh, doing nothing but trying to meet everybody in the community, sell the radio stations, learn the function of them, try to get the new employees that I had to stay before they all left, which they did all leave. Um, I have to say, you know, the enthusiasm with which you say this, <laughs> I can guarantee you loved this time. It was living in that trailer, oh my doing God, it was the challenge so of every day. But no, you say oh, that, but, it was, but look at yeah. the enthusiasm with which you talk about it, but man. Because, I'm serious. Again, now this is one thing about the Marines that people don't understand. Oh, Okay, Back there. we are taught one simple thing in the Marine Corps. Embrace the suck. It doesn't matter what it is. It is going to be the most horrible thing in the damn world. Just embrace it. It's going to happen. It's going to suck. Bad things will occur. So what? Embrace it. Because if you embrace sure. it, you can help at least guide it. If you let it embrace you, then you get controlled by it. That's brilliant. So embrace the suck. Anytime you're in a crappy situation, embrace another another phrase. Great book to read. Side note: Great book to read. Eat the frog or eat that frog. I don't know if you ever read it. Eat the frog. Eat the frog. I got one for you. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Susan yes. Jeffers. Yep. Brilliant book. And it's every time I it's step like on stage. seventy. It's like seventy pages. Yep. But it's, I, feel the fear. Great. Feel the fear. Lean into it. Lean into it. Feel. Lean it. into That's it. That's right. It, yeah. You're alive. Enjoy that. Indeed. You know, because you know what? As much as you fear it, it's going to be as beautiful on the other side. Love it, man. So, Love it. Yeah. Anyways, so, 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 so here um, you are. So here I am. I come into this place, and what I've done is I've taken these radio stations, and I've just focused them on the city. And I, uh, I've got to take, uh, when I came here, there was a mixed radio station, you know, your pop, your Justin Bieber, which I never thought I'd be saying Justin Bieber on the radio, but I do a show on my mixed station. Secret, so, yeah. secret, secret thing about Jay's, maybe he's mentioned it, he, but I think you were a, part of a country station for, for quite a while at one point back in the day. Yeah, I did do. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you, you loved yourself some Garth nope, Brooks back that. in the day. Nope, hate, hated that too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that almost as much as I hated adult contemporary where I was playing nothing uh, but Michael Bolton and Madonna. That was my first Well, I love Madonna. So. Well, no, well, it depends. <laughs> How you love her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, but anyway, so I, I really to. focused on, on taking these stations and working them within the community. Right. So with that came some certain privileges. And that was being able to, um, you know, lend a uh, uh, an experienced ear to how to basically fold out festivals and uh, events. And so when I came here, they had this event called Run Amucka. And they've been doing it for many years. And they had some great bands. But the way it was set up was just horrible. It was, you know, they'd have like a little spiraled vendor village over here. And then they'd have this stage with this big giant bike burning uh, not far from the stage, and there is no place covered for anybody to be. And out here, that kind of means something because you know we get the sun that really hits you hard. I mean, you know, you were on stage while you were looking into it. You, can you see the red in my forehead? Right. Oh, I know. I know. You guys, <laughs> all of you. Have that's got, with. Uh, by the way, that's with sunblock. Look at Tommy. Yeah, I know. You see him? I know. 
He's uh, that nose is gonna peel over there. Oh man! I know. I, I mean, can I see it right now. That whole face is gonna come off in just one. Piece. It will. It will. And we'll just auction that it, off. Well, we didn't realize it's not only not only was Side, all the yes. Side. <laughs> That's a, you too can have a Tommy face wallet called the Tessendori. Keep it in your pocket. Look, it holds cards. <laughs> I gotta have oh a Tessendori, my God. mommy. I have to say, the thin air up here is a real thing, man. Oh, it is, isn't it? So, yeah. so it. Anyways, I, I, I have to do a shout out here. Let me yes. quick one. Dwight Wallace, who yes. is uh, who is a great fan and a fantastic dude. Awesome guy. Wish so he works. Here. I know. You, yeah, you've communicated with him. So he is. Uh, he he works at Walgreens, and I was like, huh, I'm going to Elevation, and I need. I think I should bring some oxygen. He joked. He's like, we have the small bottles. I can get you some. Yeah, should have. I, I, I promise you, next year. Next year. On stage. Next year on stage. We'll be an oxygen bottle with face mask. And yep. in between a song, I'm going to take a hit. And I promise you, Rich is going to take three or four hits. Oh, exactly. Tommy might take one. Because yeah. you were getting tired at the end there, my friend. Don't even lie. Well, well, the thing is, is that, okay, so when I got here, when Runamucka was going the way it was. Right. I had this thought. I'm like, you know what? If I can, I think it would be great to get Henry's child out here to play, right? Indeed. And now, at the time, at first, when I first started working with him, uh, you guys had not done the reunion show. That's right. That's right. And I think it was right after the reunion show when I hit you guys up. You did. You did. Because I saw you did a reunion show, and I'm like, oh, man. And I even told my wife. I said, said, dude, they're doing a reunion show. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to try to find a way. I love you call Kelly dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and she's like... And she looks at me, and she goes... Dude, you got a radio station to run. And I'm like, oh, you're right. So I can't leave the market. Okay, so I wasn't able to make the reunion show, so I thought the next best thing. I'm going to get them booked down here. So I've been working with this with this general manager of this casino who is very influential. And I've been doing a lot of what I call backdoor management. And what we did is uh, we basically came up with this plan on how we were going to, between the two of us, restructure run amucka and nice. part of that nice. was the setup that we did this season but the thing was is that this was supposed to happen a year ago oh yeah we're gonna go to that yeah and so we had actually uh reached out to henry's child and said hey guys you know would you come play this festival but this was a year ago and then covid hit and then at the first covid hit and everything shut down in march well our festival's in may by april People were starting to really not know what was going on. And then, of course, the show got canceled and postponed. And then when, they, when we brought it back this year, it was like I kind of I, I looked, looked at Brian, uh, my friend who's the GM, the very influential one. I said, Indeed. gosh, you know, it'd be a good idea, Brian. Why don't we just do the same lineup that we had set up before? I mean, come on. We got half the work done, dude. I mean, you know, come on. He's like, hey. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, great. Yes, we are going to get Henry's child down here. And then, of course, you know, there was another casino here that said, hey, we need a band for an acoustic thing. And I'm like, oh, thing. Hey, I know something. <laughs> a thing. <laughs> How was that show, by the way? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, it, 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 was, um, it was surprising in that, well, I'll be blunt about this. Without Tommy, uh, he was our sound man. I'm not even kidding. He, he wired everything, got the whole thing going together. Wow. I mean, we're a bunch of old dudes. I have no idea. I, I'm pretty sure I know where my cable goes, I'm, but, you know, it, half the time it might be up my ass. So Tommy understood, got it all dialed in, organized it all, and it, it actually, uh, the people who are paying attention, uh, 
really loved it. Because you know what? We're really good when we're acoustic. And I'll tell you right we're now. really good. If you can just envision, and you know Henry's Child, obviously. You're listening to the podcast. If you could just envision. And I want to say this. When Andy did this, or Andrew did this. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you Andy. But when Andrew it's did this uh, uh, on stage on Friday night, mm. um, I, I almost, I'm telling you. I think I might I may have squirted a little. So uh, he gets up there and he says, "We're going to play this Oregon national anthem," and they go into <laughs> now again. They're at a no. motorcycle rally, and we're not talking about any motorcycle rally. We're talking about a motorcycle rally that caters to not only the one percent clubs and the outlaw clubs, but then the other clubs as well, and every club in between. And they were all represented from every faction. Name the club; it was there, and they were all in little pockets all around the area, and they wouldn't mingle, but they would be in their little pockets. And he says, "Handguns and chainsaws." Oh, man, when you hit that first, uh, you know, uh, take my sister for my wife, (laughs) I looked around and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm waiting to see people scratch their head. But then what was beautiful is when you talked about, uh, you know, prying, prying it from my dead hands, uh, my gun, uh, indeed, you would not believe the hoops and hollers of the misunderstood. Oh, my gosh. You know what? It, I'm, was, I'm not... it was poetically, ironically beautiful and also quite disturbingly and sc- scary at the same time. Wow. That was, that was lovely, Jace. Thank you. I, I can't say that better. I can't say that any better. That was great. What I really, what I have to say is, and most people hear that song, I am not anti-gun. No. I am not. I am not. No, With, not I, mean, I mean, I was in the military. We talked yeah. about this, right? Yeah. I, I'm not. I have a, I fired an M203 and, and blew up a Jeep. And it was uh, extraordinary. Right? I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I fired a... Yeah, indeed. So, well, okay. So, anyways, that was that was this weekend. But uh, back to what I was back to what I was saying when yeah. I came out here. Blah blah blah. Stations, yada yada yada. So the thing is, is that <laughs> what what happened was is when I was working for the corporate radio structure, right? And um, there was a point there yes. where my middle management, and this was a turning point for me, and it was the turning point. My middle management said to me. If you don't like it, you can just quit. And okay? This is why I just left my job and moved to another company. Awesome. So, so I feel that. So Congratulations. I want to talk to you about the corporate thing. But, yeah. but let's not go too far because people aren't going to yeah. care. But, but, you, but so, so, you know, that happened. So when I, I got interviewed by, uh, by the Radio and Records magazine because, you know, anytime a jock, an on-air guy mm-hmm. becomes an owner, yeah. It becomes a big thing in the it, industry. Yes. So there were a couple of articles. I looked done. that up. That's true. People listening to this podcast. That's absolutely true. Yeah. If and you're if you're if you're an individual guy who who has worked in the corporate world and you decide to do something for yourself, it, it becomes a thing almost immediately. Yo, yeah. Throughout the industry, it's like wildfire. So uh, the quote that went around though was, um, "So my boss told me if I don't like uh, if I don't like it, I can quit. Well, my wife told me if." I don't like it. I can buy my own radio station. Mm. And that's what I did. And so we see uh, once again, once again, my wife, lovely Kelly. Yep. Just saying, Oh, she's awesome. And so, um, but yeah, we, we bought the radio stations. And then, uh, the funny thing was, is that we bought these radio stations and immediately we moved into this little tiny place in this little out of the where Golconda, where the miners and whores live and, uh, living in this little trailer in the middle of nothing. And we're like, you know what? This is crazy. We can't do this. So we bought the house across the street from the radio stations within six months. And so now my life literally consists of about two miles. And I have the most stress-free, most awesome, 
most self-directed, most uh, fulfilling and community-absorbed life that I've ever wanted. I have to say. If that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. I have to say, I admire your life. I mean that. Thank you. I mean that. You are a happy man. You are smiling in front of me. We're laughing the entire time we've been together. Oh, yeah. I've met your wife. She's happy. You're smiling. You are, you are 200 feet from your work state, workspace. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> your, your right-hand man is 200 feet the other way. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy I brought down to work, uh, work for me, Adam. Uh, he's awesome, and he's my IT guy. But he, uh, He's amazing. Uh, I love we, that we guy. We were able to find a house across the street from mine on the other block, and he bought that one. So we're... <laughs> I'm gonna, we I'm gonna, were water balloon throws. I have, a sh- I have a shout out to anyone that's going to listen to this. Has anyone created a life for themselves where they are completely in control of everything they do? Their best friend lives 200 feet away. Their workspace is 100 yards away. Right. And, and they, get, they get to do whatever they want every single day. Every day. Every day. Well, you know, within reason. <laughs> we, okay. We, we cut that piece out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's right. So, but um, but no, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, you know, in a nutshell. From I mean, there's there's a lot of side shoot stories, but of that's uh, that's that's the we only have two... of how we left radio and said let's do it ourselves. And if you're really focused in the community, the community, which it seems like you are, my friend, right. yeah. you care about where you live, you care about where you right. are. Right? You, you should. Well, you, when well, when you have a radio station, you you literally speak. To your community. Yeah, every day. And and we are the champion. We are the cheerleader. Yeah. We are the coach. Yep. Um, and I'll tell you, COVID was rough. I mean, I mean, seriously, you want to you want to <laughs> talk about you want to talk about being the only guy in the room telling people to do what the mandates are. Mm. You know, you want to talk oh, about yeah, in this market. You are correct, right. sir. I'm in rural Nevada. And you okay? want, I, you now now aside from that, I got a bunch of I got a bunch of uh, uh, hate mail during that time. I mean, I had people going around telling other people that I was, you know, this, that, or the other. And I mean, some really vile things. And it's like, dude, one guy actually called Wait, the station. what? Yeah. One guy actually called the radio station. And uh, he called me and he, and he said, um, he said, why didn't you read my, uh, my email on the air this morning? And I said, which one was yours? You know, the one about you being the liberal press and how you're, you know, part of the, what was it? Part of, it was, he started going off on something about about you know uh, basically linking us as a as a media company to pedophiles, right? And I'm like, whoa, dude! And I go, I go, I go. Okay, first of all, one, you don't know me. I'm very patriotic. I served in the Marine Corps. I don't think you did. Okay, well, first of all, if you were to say that to my face, I'd probably hit you. It, oh, now you're threatening me? No, I'm telling you that if you were to say these kind of things to somebody who had actually served, the next result would be a, a fist fight. And I'm just letting you know that. I hope you don't come up and do that to me because I don't want to be put in that position. And, and you know, he just, he just kind of said, oh, that's a threat and, you know, whatever, dude. Okay, fine. We're done. We're done talking. I hung up on him. But that was one of numerous instances for about four months, a four-month window. And it really sucked being the only media outlet, quote-unquote media outlet, in rural Nevada. Well, you felt like it, Jace. But nobody knew it. But nobody, that's the thing. Nobody knew that we were going through this. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't post anything. We didn't do any retaliatory statements. Oh. You know? Um, I mean, like, I make jokes about Karens. I would make jokes. I had a guy actually call me and tell me that that was racist to white women. And I got yelled at (laughs) for being racist to white women. And I'm like, whoa, dude. 
Whoa. So so there are challenges. My, my business you know, partner, by but, the way, my business partner is her name is Karen. Oh, that's so awesome. We've been we've been fantastic. Woke Winnebucca. Yeah, this Woke Winnebucca. This is in Eugene. My um, my my uh, my partner in business uh, yeah. is is Karen, and it's been it's been a lot of fun to have someone who's so close that you can actually share that kind of stuff with. Oh, so, but anyways, um, you know, I to to to, to get back to uh, to what we were talking about because I know we've been rambling for like long time. Um, what year is it? Yeah, it's 2021. We just finished Runamucca, and I'm looking forward to doing Runamucca 2022 and bringing Henry's Child back out. <clears throat> So, oh, that was a good conclusion. I, I want to say one thing. Yes. So two years ago, yeah, you had finally gotten us on the bill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and I, people need to know this. You worked hard for that. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, I, I did. I did a lot of behind the scenes uh, horse trading to make that happen, and then, and then also I had a plan though. So as soon as before I got you guys on the bill, mm-hmm. what I did is I cherry picked a couple of songs that had some really good hooks. Which songs? Uh, honestly, was one of them. Of course. Um, of course. Uh, failure. Of course. Um, and now uh, you, you got to say will, whole. Whole. Um, uh, 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 listen to me. Uh, live before. Um, Next year, by the way, we'll play live before. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. That, that's an epic song out here. I mean, people, that, that <laughs> in fact, that one I had in a higher rotation than the others because. One thing I don't do is I don't shy away from the big power songs. I mean, I love the long... I, you know, dude, I will play uh, f- uh, Flippin' Tool Tempest for 15 minutes. This guy's going to kill you know, me. You realize that, right? He's going to make us play the, the big songs oh, so yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. I want to hear your Xanadu. Anyway. <laughs> love that. I, it, it, it's amazing. I, I, I'm going to go back around to the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. Your passion for music yes. is something that I believe... Very few people truly understand. I, I because I know a lot of people in life that say they love music. That's fine. I, they say that, but the people that really love music put time, energy, thought, right, becomes right. a focus of their life. Oh, exactly. It, right, and and that is true with the people that love it. If you love, okay, I'm get cheesy here. <laughs> if you love your wife. You consider everything about your wife. You consider about what she loves, doesn't love. She's on your mind. It's, the passion for music is in your blood. It never leaves. And somehow it becomes a part of your life. Right. You are you are a musician. I've seen your downstairs <laughs> basement room. Yes, my hey, ev- hey, hey, everybody. He's got a drum kit, get nice guitars, yeah. pictures up on the wall. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. And at the same time, this is your access to music, what you're doing, spreading it to everybody. Right. If there weren't people who, who were spreaders of, of bands, who, who believed in bands and decided, you know what, people need to hear this shit. Right. Think about the number of bands that would never exist. Never you exist. are You are one of those amazing connectors. I love you, dude. Thank you, bro. I love you, I too, can, I cannot t- say that strongly <laughs> enough. You helped us. We would not be here today without you 25 years ago. Oh, dude, thank you. I mean, you guys, uh, I mean, you know, you guys, you guys remind me what good music is. <laughs> wow. So, what's amazing about technology these days is 
Your station is incredible. I love your song selection. Thank I you. love your program direction because it's you. It's not corporate. It's fucking you. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it it is. is. Yeah. You pick the songs. Oh, yeah. No, I That's right. One of them. That's right. <laughs> so how can people How can people in New York City hear your station? Um, okay. So right now uh, we have our stream. So rock943.com. Rock, um, rock, nine, four, three, dot com. And it's either spelled out or the numbers. R-O-C-K-943 or R-O-C-K-943 spelled out. Either way. Nice. Uh, but we are currently in the process and we are at the finish line of putting out the Nomadic Radio app, which is a radio you can oh take anywhere. My. And it'll have, uh, you'll have two choices. You'll have a mix station, which is your all your popular music with a blend of genres and then you'll have your rock station which Great. is going to be pretty much everything that rocks so can i say can people stroll through um stroll through that and find uh, this interview uh they will yeah in fact uh this will be up on our podcast we have podcasts all listed up on our uh, rock page and this will definitely be uh be a, we'll have a link up to uh to the podcast for sure if you care about someone who is actually a, a serious influencer in your community who is uh you know he's on radio stations you you hear him every day if you care about him, listen to this, listen to this podcast. You're going to hear about Jace. <laughs> it might be good. It might be bad. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kelly. I'm really sorry, Kelly. Yeah, right. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I say that enough to her. <laughs> okay. Well, there, goes, uh, there goes all our alarms going That's off. That's it. That's it. We're done. Awesome. That's all we got. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode... We were busy all the time, so the alarms uh, going off was a, kind of an abrupt end to the podcast, uh, being able to record the podcast, that is. Um, but it's also just kind of how we were. I mean, it would be phenomenal to go on tour now with things like uh, Google Maps or an iPhone, even. I remember many times holding the uh, Thomas Guide or the Rand McNally Guide for Rich as uh, we were navigating the streets of San Francisco trying to get to the next club. But, you know, hey, that's just my old man showing. Anyway, listen, if you're still here with me, first off, thank you. You're definitely part of the family. I appreciate you. I appreciate the ability to uh, perform a combat role in front of you, like I did earlier in this episode. And, uh, you know, hey, just thank you for hanging in there with me. I, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, if you're not already on the Henry's Child newsletter list, you should go to our website and sign up. That is located at henryschild.com. And on the landing page are two blank areas where you can put in your first name and your email address. And once you do that, you will be on the newsletter list and be sent information about shows and new recordings as they become available. If you are still a fan of the Am I Crazy or Am I Just Raving podcast, the best thing that you could do is go to your respective places where you get your podcasts. That would be places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit the subscribe button for me. That is the best thing that you can do to help support this. Sans giving me a bunch of money. Anyway, thanks again for hanging in there with me. Go check out the Listen Closely shirts on Bandcamp. Like I said before, they're very, very cool. Please take care of yourself. Take care of those you love. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. We're going to get through this. Okay, take care. Talk to you soon. It came out my mouth.